The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Jack Chambers is Minister of State at the Department of Transport. He's a Fianna Fáil TD for Dublin West as well, and he's with me now. Minister, you're welcome to the show. Uh, the government have published their speed limit review report. What does it say? Thanks, Kieran. Well, this is to end the inconsistency and fragmentation of speed limits we've, we have across our road network. Um, I suppose there's three predominant recommendations. First of all, around very rural and local roads, which is about 85% of the network and has 75% of fatalities in our roads, very narrow country roads with often grass growing up the middle. It's to change that from 80 kilometres per hour to 60 kilometres per hour. Then in in very urban residential built-up areas to change the default limit from 50 to 30 kilometres per hour, but keeping the arterial and radial routes at 50 kilometres per hour and then national secondary roads to go from 100 to 80 kilometres per hour. And parallel to that, then motorways at 120, national primary roads at 100 and regional roads at 80. Um, it's proposed to that they stay as they are. Um, but as part of that, so we'll change the default baseline in legislation, but there will be discretion on local authorities where, for example, you might have a national secondary road, which has recently been upgraded mm-hmm. as good des- a good design and safety standard. They can be revised upwards by local authorities to remain at 100 kilometres per hour where it's safe to do so. It is about, I suppose it is about bringing balance, uh, consistency and safety to, sp- to speed limits. And it's not a one size fits all, but I think it's a safer baseline uh, to address the current fragmentation we have across our road network. Now, what what do you say to people who listen to that and they think, hold on, I know exactly the type of road he's talking about with the grass growing up the middle and the speed limit's utterly unsuitable, but then they think you never actually get near the speed limit because of the state of that road, because there's grass growing up in the middle, because it's so twisty and turny, that the problem we have in the roads isn't the speed limits, it's people breaking the speed limits. It, it is, but I mean, and obviously enforcement is a is a key issue we're trying to prioritise as well. But what I would say is that many people mightn't go 80, but some do, and some end up in a ditch and they kill themselves and others. Um, some kill a pedestrian that might walk from their, you know, a house in, in a, on a rural uh, local road, uh, might go out for a walk in the evening and they come across someone that is going 80 kilometres per hour and that hasn't the sight distance to actually uh, see the person on the road, the pedestrian that's walking in a very rural area. So this is about having a much more balanced approach to the setting of speed limits. And I think particularly on the very rural roads, many people, the feedback I get across rural Ireland is that people recognise that the 80 kilometres per hour where you can barely fit one vehicle on a particular road uh, is just completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're setting a safer baseline um, I think will bring much greater safety benefits for all the road users on those particular roads. We had Connor Skeen, um, uh, who is a columnist down in the newspaper and a university lecturer uh, and former involved uh, uh, advising housing policy to the government, to a previous government. Um, he suggested that what the government were engaging in was punishing the many for the sins of the few. I, I don't accept that. Um, I think uh, like this is very much... Um, basing a speed limit review on, on the international evidence. And we know that, say, that two and three people, when they were polled by the Road Safety Authority, admitted to speeding. So this isn't a few people. Um, there is a, we, have, we have too many people across society are, are feel it's ex- is socially acceptable to, expeed, to exceed mm. the specific speed limits. And by doing that, they're putting themselves and others at risk and that's uh, contributing. How, how does reducing the speed limit address that figure at all? 
I mean, if people, if two, example, two out of three people yeah. are happy to break the speed limit when it's 80 on the local road, you can be sure they're going to be happy to break it when it's 60. If anything, that number will increase now. Well, well I think there's a, there's a couple of things around that. So first of all, um, strengthening enforcement, and which, which is a key role in terms of deterrence and changing behaviour. We have a 20% increase in uh, in the go safe hours for the go safe vans, people will, will will see more of them on our roads between now and Christmas. Fifteen hundred extra hours, as well as strengthening the overall response um, from Angarda Shiakana. And secondly, um, it, it's also important to say that you know that it's it's you know if if people you know by reducing the speed limits, if you take for if someone is struck by a vehicle at sixty kilometres per hour, pedestrian is struck or is like there's a truck, they have a ninety percent chance of being killed. If it, if they're struck at 30 kilometres per hour, they have a 10% chance of being killed. We've 29 people who've lost, pedestrians who've lost their lives this year. Um, and I think, you know, if you take very urbanised areas, mm. uh, there has, there's a very serious consequence to having a very high baseline speed limit. And this is about, and in many instances, people are speeding to then stop their car at, a, at multiple sets of traffic lights in very, very urban areas. And that's why by setting a much safer baseline, we're protecting vulnerable road users, we're protecting uh, people who uh, you know, are engaging in active travel and want to promote that, mm. um, but also uh, you know, trying to get people to drive at more appropriate speed limits. But it is about setting a balance. So that's why the um, where you've got, a, for example, a a national secondary road, as I've said, which has been upgraded, they'll be able, you'll yeah. be able to revise that upwards. Now, to can, local authorities can already revise speed limits downwards where they feel the road is unsuitable, can't they? They can, but it's it's the evidence is that it's inconsistent, and we've got fragmentation, and particularly on the very rural roads. So is this it's kind of the, this is the government kind of stepping in and saying, "Listen, you lads are not doing the job. We're just going to reduce them across the board, and if you want them brought back up, then do it." No, it's it's not. It's actually working with local authorities, but we need to. Like the evidence is clear from the international comparisons we've made in the in the review, um, that having a safer baseline and where you revise upwards is a better way to structure uh, road safety and set speed limits in our country, uh, and that's what we're doing. It's a devolved function of local authorities to assess every road and and make the recommendations uh, from there. So, um, this is but this is about I suppose having a safer framework yeah. uh, and and having more appropriate speed limits across our road network and trying to reduce fatalities over the years to come. But in terms of the yeah. immediate issue this year and the, the shocking rise in fatalities, obviously the immediate action is the strength, strengthening enforcement, which we're trying to do and working with Minister McEntee on. And secondly, then um, with the Road Safety Authority, um, you know, in, in scaling up the campaigns and the messages and the impact that speed distracted driving has, intoxicated driving has on in terms of overall road fatalities. Uh, scaling up the use of technology. So uh, there's an incredible compliance on that stretch of motorway with the average speed cameras. Now, I know average speed cameras can't be used on the boreens we were talking about with grass growing up the middle of them because the problem often isn't that people are breaking the speed limit, it's that they're just driving, you know, uh, unsuitably fast on a road that can't... Um, can't deal with it. But you could put those average speed cameras on every single motorway and an awful lot of the national primary route network as well, couldn't you? Yeah, so there, there's a Transport Infrastructure Ireland um, and uh, and some of the other agencies are, are working to to see what, what are the other, what, what other parts of our national road network would benefit from, um, from average speed cameras. I think it is important as well, though, in addition to that, that we 
we have the randomized nature of, of strengthening enforcement. Yes, the average speed cameras have ensured compliance on specific sections of road, but I think having randomized randomized enforcement is, is really important. In yeah, it is. And the average speed camera won't, 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 won't be able to detect whether someone has smoked a joint before getting into the car, uh, obviously. But at the same time, you, me or Helen McEntee and nobody can magic up extra guardy to carry out this type of randomized enforcement at a much well, greater scale than is currently welcome. happening. I welcome the work with Minister McEntee that we're doing on having 1,500, 1500 extra hours on, in, with the Go Safe vans will really improve you know, the level of enforcement we're seeing uh, nationwide and the Gardaí have been clear that that's going to be targeted in areas, in roads and in counties where we've seen a serious uh, spike in fatalities. But just on the issue you mentioned, people smoking a joint, like one thing I am very concerned about is uh, like if you, we've had a 34% increase in drug driving arrests in 2023 compared to 2019, um, mm. which which I think shows that the demonstrates the wider uh, concern I have around you know how drug taking in many instances is being normalised and people maybe aren't seeing or understanding the consequences of getting behind the, behind the wheel when they've taken a substance, whether it's alcohol or drugs, uh, and that's something that we're. we're where we want to address as a as a key issue because it's a it's a it's a very serious contributory so, factor what, um, in, in terms of overall yeah. road safety and it 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 impairs driver behaviour. When will we see these new speed limit signs on the side of our roads? So we've uh, we've we've tried to shorten the timelines on this. It took sixteen months to produce the guidance. The last time this was done, it'll be produced in four months this time. Um, that'll be given to local authorities, and then we want to have it uh, through next year. Then local authorities will be working with the task force we're establishing to um, to obviously assess every road and then uh, roll out the uh, various changes. To the end of next year? To, we, we, want to, we want to accelerate the timelines and I'll be doing everything to, to do that uh, through next year. But it will take, every road has to be assessed. Yeah. And also you want, to, you want to sequence the changes. You don't want Kilkenny doing one thing one month and then you go next door to Carlo and they haven't synchronised the changes. So I think it could be 2025 then, could it? I want to try and move it as quickly as possible. I know that's been a concern people have raised, but I will be working with local authorities to uh, to progress okay. the implementation of this as, as quickly as possible. Um, uh, listen, I would stick with your bailiwick. I just have one other thing I want to ask you about uh, briefly, um, uh, your bailiwick of transport, that is. And of course, you're a, a Dublin TD, so you'll have a view on it. Uh, this uh, proposed change to driving in the city centre, um, I heard uh, Michael Pigeon, the councillor yesterday, describe it as the, the, the biggest change to transport in the city since the pedestrianisation of Grafton Street. Do you like the look of the plan? I haven't seen it in, in, in absolute detail. I've read some of the news reports around it. I think some of the changes from Dublin City Council in recent years around pedestrianising Capel Street, for example, and some other changes have certainly enhanced the public realm. Um, and I, I welcome the fact that we'll, we'll be able to get the engagement from residents and from road users um, over the next, between now and December. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do want to enhance the active travel experience of people in our city, enhance the, um, you know, the, the, the opportunities for businesses to have more people, uh, yeah. you know, using and our in, Inevitably, that's going to mean fewer private cars, isn't it? I, I think, I, I think that's certainly that certainly is going to happen in our city and we've seen that through some of the other changes of road users. I know there's been some feedback um, that people have received around deliveries and uh, and that, but that, that'll have to be worked yeah. out with businesses. I think the consultation will be important in that context. 
Jack Chambers, Minister of State at the Department of Transport. Minister, thanks a million uh, for joining us here on the uh, show. One of our listeners says, I support rural roads going to 60 kilometres an hour, but how are they going to be policed? I drive these roads currently and the 80 kilometres an hour is not even kept. There's never any enforcement or reviewing. Somebody else says, absolutely ridiculous. Yet again, rural country folk are hammered. This is going to add more carbon to the environment as long tailbacks behind slow drivers and more deaths because of road rage. People will now have to leave home earlier to get to work in rural communities. Why doesn't the government improve our rural roads? Our rural roads up here in Donegal are substandard. I support this, says somebody else, when it comes to urban areas. The limit where I am, 50 kilometres an hour, is almost universally ignored, though. I saw a car on Tuesday doing 100 plus in this area. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.